Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another, yes, another, let me make sure I got my AirPods before I get too far from the house, episode of, I do, of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me. Happy Saturday. This is episode two, coming at you live. Woke up, hit the cold plunge, ate some steak and eggs, realized how just disgusting the chicken coop was. Went to Tractor Supply, got some Christmas decorations and some pine shavings, went back, cleaned the chicken coop, ate again because I felt like I was going to pass out. So I had some chicken left over from last night and a big scoop of honey, big glass, another like liter of water. And now I'm on the way to the gym where I'm going to hit legs. And then I'm going to go and get an IV drip for my good friend Nat at uh, 12 o'clock. So if you ever need IV therapy, let me know. I've got a, a nice young lady in, uh, is it Bitterford or Saco? The same place, basically. Um, that does a great job. So lots of good blends. I prefer the Olympian blend, personally. But I keep my eyes on my kidneys, man. So I'm gonna get some fluids in my body. And, you know, what's interesting is I wonder how bad it would have been had I not been doing IV therapy once a week prior to that. You know, because, you know, somebody, I can't remember, who, they're like, don't you do IV therapy? I'm like, yeah, imagine how much worse it could have been with my kidneys had I not. You know, a lot of, like, high-endurance athletes get rhabdo, and that's pretty much what I'm convinced and a couple of people now have told me I've had. Rhabdo is basically, um, and it can kill you. Um, it basically, you get too much broken down muscle in your blood. Your kidneys have trouble filtering it and you can die. Basically your whole body can shut down after your kidneys shut down. So I'm glad I didn't perish. That's good. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that would have sucked, but we're back and we're better than ever. And, uh, so last episode we talked about the four different classes um, of people and you know I really wanted to spend some more time talking about how to break through the bottom two classes you know where you know class one you just have most people that can't get over the minor inconveniences and general uh, calamities call it of life you know class two you have people that have reached a certain level of comfort but are so comfortable that they stop growing completely and a lot of times these people can go backwards right um how do you get out of these two classes these bottom classes of people how do you become a high achiever to somebody and when i say high achiever please understand i don't just mean financially um i mean in every area of your life how do you become a high achiever? How do you break through barriers and go to the next level? You really, we got to go, to, to go 20 miles an hour here, lady. You should be at, it's, it's nine o'clock, it's 10 o'clock on a Saturday. You should be at home knitting a sweater, watching QVC. Should not be on the road right now. You are so old. I don't even, you shouldn't even be legal for this person to drive in front of me. She's one of, I don't mean to be mean, but she's so old that you know, she's got like you could see the full definition of her skull old. 
not trying to be mean, but that's operating a quarter of a ton piece of metal flying down the street. That's dangerous, man. I just, I think after a certain age, you should probably lose your license. But they'll never do that because who, how, they'll look at all the politicians. They're all 70, 80 years old. They're never going to vote for that. You know what I mean? I struggle with that, though. Like, should the government tell us what we can and can't do? I mean, yeah. I, I think I'm more so like no, so old people should be able to drive. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm talking about this right now. So breaking through these classes, right? How do you go from being at the bottom of the pack or the middle to the upper echelons, right? How do you become a high performer? And first and foremost, number one, always is going to be discipline. First and foremost, always, number one is going to be discipline. In any conversation that I ever have with anybody, the first thing I'm doing is I'm that, that's coming to me for counseling, uh, advice, coaching, consulting, is I measure their level of personal discipline. Because that is the level that you're going to fall back to and rise to. So like you can lack discipline and get lucky and win the lottery, but you're gonna go right back down to the level of your discipline level that you had before you won the lottery. Money doesn't make you better or worse. Money's just, it is. People, oh, money's the root of all evil. No, people, evil is the root of all evil. People. It's like guns. Oh, the guns are bad. I could take this truck and run it through a crowd of people and kill so many more people than I could with an AR-15 with a 30-round mag. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's just, you know, people are idiots. Retards. Guns. Get take the guns. Retards. People are afraid of what they don't understand. Anyways. I don't even remember what I was saying because the gun control thing gets me so mad. Come get them. That's my thing. Come come on. Bring it. Come get them. What, are you going to throw a dildo at me, you homo? Is that, is that who's going to come and get it? The liberals? The, the kale salad man? Is he going to come get it? Mr. Almond Milk? You going to come get the guns? Is he going to be the big, the big fat lady with the purple hair screaming on the sidewalk? about inequality. Is she going to do it? She can't even walk 15 steps without falling over. Who's going to come get them? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think if they do, I don't think they're going to do, I'd be very surprised if they try to do gun grabs um, because number one, you're going to start a civil war. Number two, I don't think, I know they know they can't win that. I think over time, they're going to you're going to restrict and restrict and restrict and restrict to essentially it's nearly impossible to get a firearm. I think that's what they've done in England. It's, it's so difficult that many people don't even try. So expensive, so difficult processes to get one. So, so tough. And I think that's what they're going to do um, over time. I don't think it's going to be like, all right, we're rounding up all the guns right now. I don't think they're that stupid um, because there would, there would, people would, there'd be blood running in the streets without a doubt. I think it's going to be a slow, well, now you can only do this and now you can't have an optic and then you can't do this. And then he is. So basically all you can have is like a bolt action 22 with a three round clip, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, or no clip rather, um, mag, I should say, but anyways, so 
discipline is always going to be the first thing I talk about. Discipline is always going to be number one at the very top of the list. Number two, your ability to handle adversity is very closely behind discipline. And these two, you can't. And the discipline comes first because disciplined people can usually handle adversity, right? Um, But it's the type of adversity, right? Because remember, you deal with adversity at every single level. Life is adversity. Life is hard. But why do some people make it to the top levels and other people stay at the bottom? They overcome and learn from obstacles, challenges, and failures. They overcome and learn from obstacles, challenges, and failures. The people in the bottom two class, especially the bottom class, are just, they just stand there beating their heads against the wall, can't figure out why they can't get ahead in life, and they're making the same damn mistakes over and over and over and over again. Now, here's the difference. You are always going to make mistakes, but your mistakes should evolve. You should not be making the same mistakes now that you were five years, 10 years, 15 years ago. If you are, you are, I guarantee, in the same place physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially that you were all those years ago. The type of mistakes, the types of failures, the type of um, obstacles that you deal with should evolve and become more complicated, complex, and even scarier over time. It's like building weight in the gym. It's like increasing your bench. At first, the bar is scary. Then you could never imagine doing 135, and then you know you you're. 195 and then 120 and then you get to 135 and it's like oh my goodness I would love to have a 225 pound bench and then you get to 225 oh well I gotta get to 315 and you get to 315 you're like oh 405 405 is the big one you know what I mean it's like now I can rep 225 probably 30 times I've got an NFL combine bench rep um, but it wasn't like that years ago 10 years ago, I was doing 135, struggling to do 135, right? Struggling with it. So it's like, over time, you're going to add, like your problems should become more complicated, more challenging, more, like I said, scary. They should be scarier. But many people deal with the same issues that they've dealt with their whole, because their routine's the same. You go to work, you come home, you eat the same highly processed, toxic bullshit, sludge. And then you get on Instagram, you get on Facebook, you get on the news, you get in, you fill your head with all of this garbage. You're not, go lady, I've been calm for 10 minutes. Um, I've been calm. All right, I did my best. You, you go home and you watch TV and you stare at the one. You you don't pay any attention to your kids and your wife and you just you don't ever learn how to invest and you never have any goals and you just you, 
same problems that you're bitching about when you're 30, you're bitching about when you're 40, you're bitching about when you're 50, you're bitching about when you're 60 and you're almost dead. You never evolve. These guys never evolve. Because they don't learn from their mistakes. They don't learn from their mistakes. People have... It's just, it's so funny to me how silly people are. So discipline, number one. Number two is your ability to handle challenges, obstacles, adversity, and failure, right? And learn from it. Learn from it. Like, again, your problems that you deal with 10 years from now should be significantly more complicated than what they are right now. And some people are like, oh, I thought like if you work harder, it got easier. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, you're in for a world of pain there, sister. Uh, it doesn't. It gets way harder. It gets way tougher. If there are so many clueless old people on the road right now, guys, I'm not even kidding. This lady's just in the left lane. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, this is not good for anybody. This is just, there's so many old people out today. And they're just doing really dangerous things in these vehicles. This is, it's the fluoride, it's the tap water, it's the lead poisoning. You know, I notice there's like, there's like a lot of old people from the country that are like really sharp. And then you take an old person that's like lived out in a suburb or a city their whole life and they're just fried. You know what I mean? They're just absence all that tap water. <laughs> Number three is your ability to set goals, right? You gotta have goals, vision. You gotta have to you gotta have ambition. Right? I'm gonna wrap ambition up to goals and vision. You have to have ambition, goals, and vision for your life. What do you want to look like? What do you want to act like? What do you want to sound like? What do you want to have in your bank account? What do you want to have financially? What do you want to have spiritually? What do you want to have in your family? What do you want to have What What do you want? What the hell do you want? Most people don't know what they want out of life. And they're like, oh, I don't know why. I can't make any progress. It's like, dude, you don't even know what direction you're going in. These are the people that there be like, oh, I'm going to do crypto. Oh, okay, I'm going to do real estate. Oh, okay, I'm going to do this. Fucking, I, another old person. Another one. That's four. She goes to make a left-hand turn and just decides last second she's going to come back over to the right. Oh, my. Guys, I can't make this up. I cannot make this up. There is a swarm of elderly out here today and they are causing a riot in the streets. Oh, man. Dude, she literally, she's in the left-hand lane and just decides, all right, I'm just going to come back over to the right now. All right. Hey. Fluoride. I think the government told me eggs were bad. More oat milk. Anyways. <laughs> I have a lot of anger towards older people because, um, not anger necessarily, but they're like kind of the generation that's ruined the world. You know what I mean? Like people in their 70s and 80s especially, you know, they call it the greatest generation. No, they flopped so hard. They, they made the baby boomers. 
right? And the baby boomers, in my opinion, are the soft generation. I mean, obviously, our generation and these Gen Xers and Gen Z, all these, now it's just obvious, just complete lack of manhood. Well, who really fumbled the bag for the people right before the baby boomers because they didn't, they made the world comfortable and didn't instill hardcore values. Then you get the baby boomers come around. You know, people like associate baby boomers with hard work. Come on. You know what I mean? You had a 40-hour-a-week factory job, right, that you could make very good money at, buy a car, buy a house. Like, it wasn't about, wasn't that you were a hard worker, man. It was that your dollar was worth 50 times more than it is now. And maybe they were a little bit hardworking, but they just blew it with my generation. Blew it. Absolutely blew it. Bunch of androgynous, you know, I mean, look at what they've done, you know. So I like, I look at old people like, oh, you guys did this. <laughs> now I gotta fix it. Talk about it on another podcast. So you gotta have goals, you gotta have ambition, you gotta have, you've gotta know where you're going. Well, I want to be successful. Where? How? Why? What does that mean to you? Well, I don't know. I want to make money. Oh, okay. How much? Like, like total or like you don't even know. You don't even know what you want. You're, you're not getting anything. You're not getting anything because you don't know where you're going. Oh, crypto, forex, this, that. I'm going to start to be a personal this and then over here and then blah, blah, blah and jump into this and jump and they constantly going looking to catch the next big NFTs by this monkey. You know what I mean? The NFT thing, bro. I I had one person try to sell me an NFT and I, 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 I was very close to threatening physical violence. What a joke of a concept NFTs are. I don't even care if they blow back up and people get billions of dollars then I guess I'm stupid. NFTs are so, oh, space ape. Oh, look at this. It's going to be worth $50,000 in two years. <laughs> it's just the most elaborate con of all time. It's nothing, none of it's real. You know what I mean? <laughs> none of it's real. Yeah, let's just have the electrical, electrical grid wiped out. Yeah, go try buying eggs with your NFT, you retard. <laughs> you can't hunt. You can't run. You know what I mean? You're sitting there. You got these pictures of these goofy monkeys on your phone. <laughs> but you gotta have it. You gotta have ambition. You gotta know where you're going, man. You gotta know. You gotta have a direction, and you gotta stop changing your mind when things get difficult. And that brings me to number four. That's definiteness of purpose and resolve, which means that when things get a little bit hard, you don't quit like a bitch. You stick it out. Everything is going to get hard at some point. That's what she said. You're going to, things get difficult. It's just the natural way of the world. It's like getting pregnant's awesome. (laughs) That's a lot of fun, right? Heck yeah. That that conception, that's a lot of fun. And then comes the pregnancy. Oh, 
Let's cue that first. So, my goodness, it's positive. Yay! Tell your friends and your family. You know, take a little baby bump pictures every single day. Little bumps get a little bigger, a little bigger. You're starting to have that pregnancy glow. You're like, yay! You know what I mean? Everybody's happy. Your new dresses. And then it's like, alright, it keeps growing. <laughs> oh, the back pain. My hips. <laughs> I can't bend over. I can't breathe. It feels like it's pushing on my rectum. Like, it's like all of the... Then it really sets in, right? And then it literally rips through your vagina. Horrendous pain that I don't even want to imagine, begin to think about, experiencing once in my life. I'll never want, I'll never, I'd never want to be a woman. God bless you guys, I, I couldn't do it. I don't have the balls. I don't. And then the baby's here. And it's amazing. So you go through all the difficulties. Of, at first, pregnancy's cute. It's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, it gets really difficult. And then you get ripped in half. <laughs> right? You get split right down the old perineum. And then, and then the baby's there. It's like, oh, my goodness. And the baby's laying on your chest. And you're, it's just, it's beautiful. And you can't believe it. it's like you're, you're sitting there with your husband and you're sitting there with your wife. And you're both looking at each other and you're like, dude, we, we made this. We, we, oh my goodness, beautiful. And the first little cries and the little feet, the little eyes. And then they, you know, what do they start? What do babies do? They start shitting all over the place and screaming. <laughs> and that newness, it all wears off, right? That's life man, that's starting a business, that's starting a company, that's getting into investing, that's starting in fitness, that's, it doesn't matter what you're going to get into, it is going to be just like having a baby, at first, the conception, it's really fun, sitting down and being like, oh dude, I got this new business idea, it's like sex, Oh, I got this new business idea. You and this other person, a business partner, you're putting your heads together. And you're like, oh, dude, you're both pumped up, both amped up. And then it's like, all right, well, okay. You know, and, and then and then you start to like go through the uh, preliminary stages. You get things on paper. You get a business plan written up. And then it's like, oh, uh, we need like 50 grand for software. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. We get a loan. Should I just shell that out? Do I take that risk personally? Try to get uh, some kind of a fun, you know what I mean? And then you get the money together, software, and then there's this first issue. Okay, well, now it's not going to be 50 grand. Now it's going to be 75 grand. Okay. And then you get through the software's done, right? Now you're going to sell it. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, and that's just, the, that's me barely scratching the surface of what it takes. And that's what it is with everything. Fitness. You're going to go in first couple days in the gym. It's new. It's exciting. And then after week one, you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I don't look any different. Shit, am I not doing something right? Blah, 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 blah. And then, okay, so you keep going back, and then you get hurt. You throw your back out because you're doing a deadlift improperly. You do this, you do that, right? It's the same thing with everything. So get used to being pregnant, all right? That's life. Love you guys. Let's get it.